0: I'll be honest with you, Jesse. I don't think I could make a quesadrito last the entire episode of (laughs) uh, Project Unicorn. It'd be like 10 minutes of... of, And then I'd just be talking. And then like (laughs) five minutes of heavy
1: breathing. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I eat too. Yeah. I, I do eat fast. Especially a burrito. Like once you get started.
0: You can't stop. You can't put it down. It's against the law.
1: Right. Yeah. Your your hand stays on that burrito the entire time. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll never get it picked up again probably. No, that's
0: why the bowls on the bottom, or like the little tray they give you, they're uh-huh. curved bottom bowls so you can't put your burrito down. Right. You can like put it laying down sideways, but that's a waste of burrito. So You got to stand it vertically, but it won't stand up vertically. You just got to keep holding it.
1: <laughs> um, I'm a I am ai am a like, I have a difficult time not finishing things. Yeah. Like I'll just... Uh, like, I have a, I got a box of Annie's macaroni and cheese last time I went grocery shopping. Yeah, it's good macaroni and cheese. Because macaroni and cheese is great. Yeah. I and put like, tuna in mine. A little tuna in yours. Yeah, tuna mac. Okay.
0: And some uh, hot sauce.
1: Okay. I'm just to uh, throw some, throw a little pepper on top of it.
0: I mean, that's good too. Yeah. And you can do that on top of that too, but. If uh, it's
1: Kraft, sometimes I'll throw a hot dog in there. <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny I, it's it's just very four years old <laughs> that's the whole point of eating mac and cheese right is to eat child food uh, I just eat it because I like it. it I mean it is good but like I'll eat Kraft because I want child food yeah
0: well then you're in luck it's like eating chicken
1: nuggets or something like I don't eat,
0: I mean I eat chicken nuggets too so
1: but I don't eat them because I'm like chicken nuggets are delicious let me <laughs> eat some chicken nuggets because that's what I would like to prepare for my dinner this evening
0: well I wouldn't prepare it for dinner I'd go to McDonald's mm. Or the uh, the Wendy's 4 for 4.
1: Mm. Poo, now we're talking. Yeah, this is yeah. going to be another one of those <laughs> <It> episodes <is. laughs> where, I, where I go to Taco Bell after editing. Probably. Oh, God. It hasn't been long enough. It the 4 be- for 4 has a double stack as an option right now <sighs> for limited time only. Listen, talk to me when it has a JBC.
0: I think that's a, normally one of the options. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. what, do you,
1: what do you get? You get a JBC? You get a fry? A drink? A and nugget? A
0: nugget, yeah. Small fry, small drink, four nuggets. That's four dollars. That's four dollars. That is an unbelievable value, right? <laughs> oh my god! Like every time they say like that'll be four thirty two, I'm like that doesn't seem right. <laughs> What's give, going on here? Let me give you six or seven. I feel
1: like I feel like you're not doing that yeah. math right.
0: Nuggets, small drink, small fry, and the sandwich of your choice. Can
1: can that drink be replaced by a Frosty? I doubt I it. I don't think so. Mm, man, so close to can perfect. Can you say
0: four drink, I would like just a cup full of Frosty? <laughs> I could,
1: I could, four for five, and you'd make that a Frosty, and now yeah, we're talking. you could.
0: I mean, the the small Frosty is just 99 cents, like the little one. So you could make it five for five by just adding a Frosty.
1: But I don't want the drink.
0: Well, then throw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's awfully wasteful. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to my beloved Mother Earth. Yeah. Or the asphalt parking lot <laughs> at, a at a Wendy's.
0: Like you just—they give you the drink in the drive-through, and you just <laughs> throw it between your car and the window.
1: Don't do the thing where you throw it back. At no, the no, just person, down because those are bad people who do that. Yeah, that's not a prank as much as it's just being an asshole. Violence. Like,
0: did you see uh, there was a, a cracked video about like what's wrong with prank videos?
1: No, I didn't. Uh, it's pretty good, but Everything's it's basically wrong with prank well, it's basically
0: videos. like these aren't pranks; these are you just being mean right. and hurting people,
1: right? Did you see this like big news story about these parents who lost custody of their children? No. So there was these par- was it a prank? Yeah, there's these parents who they have a bunch of kids, and I think like some of the kids were like the dads from a previous relationship, some are the moms from a previous relationship, okay. and like some are theirs. Okay. Or some are adopted theirs. It sure. Was a Lots of ways of, you can have a kids. A mixture of kids from a variety of sources. Yeah. Um, all ethically sourced children. That's good. Locally grown. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're, they were ethically sourced or not, actually. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I don't know how you would check that.
1: <laughs> this couple has some children from a variety of sources, and they did this thing that they thought was fun, which was... Uh, they did prank videos for YouTube, yeah, that involved their children. Okay, uh, but instead of like doing prank videos, they abused their children and recorded <laughs> it, <laughs> prank, and put it on the internet. Um, so there was like one example that I saw was, um, I guess uh, this young boy got a poor grade on a assignment for school, and so the dad got upset with yeah. him, and his punishment was to like yell and scream at him in his bedroom and then take a baseball bat to his xbox
0: oh that's that's terrible
1: and the kids like sitting on the bed like Like very upset, crying and screaming like i hate you i hate you and the dad at the end is like no this was actually your old broken xbox your new one like your good one is here i didn't actually break yeah so like haha that was a prank
0: yeah no that's emotional abuse but instead
1: that's abuse (laughs) and then lying yeah yeah. Um,
0: lying is not a prank.
1: Right. Lying is a very, very different from a prank or a twist. Yeah. um, yeah. And then, but the parents, eventually people started like catching on to this and were like, hey, let's stop watching these people's videos because they're just abusing their children and yeah. then like it got crazy and then their children were taken away. Oh, wow. And they, and their argument was that all of the, that the kids were acting. Yeah. Right. They're not actually screaming and crying legitimately. Yeah, they're, they're just, they're acting because yeah. they're making videos.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess the kids disagreed.
1: I don't know if the kid. I don't remember the kids having like quote yeah, statements or anything fair. like that. But like, I guess that's possible. Yeah. But it didn't seem like it. Yeah. So like, don't throw drinks at people in drive-through windows. And yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't don't, don't like yell at your children on the internet. Yeah.
0: No. Uh. Yeah. No. The 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 cracked video I thought was really like, a thing that needed to exist. Like, I don't watch these prank videos because they're, they're not pranks, but, yeah, um, like, he kind of lists, like, all the things that people do that say they're pranks that are not pranks. Like, lying is not <laughs> a prank. <laughs> right. That's just lying. Right. Uh, one of the other ones was, apparently, there's a um, genre of prank videos which involve going up to, uh, let's say, a group of black people and saying racist things.
1: Hmm. And
0: then... And then, like, getting punched and go no, no, it's a prank, prank, see, ha, 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 And the guy pointed out, like, that's not that's not a prank. <laughs> that's just being racist. That's just being
1: <laughs> racist. And, like, wait, so they, like, people would do this and then, like, get attacked and beat up? Well, the, yeah, well, people would, like, start, like, they would move as if to,
0: like, injure you for saying racist things. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, it's just a joke, it's just a joke, I'm kidding. And, like, but, but it's... You can't just be
1: like you can't just That's be kidding a, about like, that. Like,
0: there's no subversion of expectations. Right. You said racist things and almost got hit. Right. That's to be expected.
1: Right. That's. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't even like I'm trying to think of like an analogy to understand this in my brain, and it's just just walking up to someone and being racist. Yeah. Like the
0: opposite of of that, which is like an actual prank. Or much closer to an actual prank, um, which is doing something kind of silly that doesn't hurt anybody or get like, you know, involve lying. Right. Is the the upside down cone ice cream cone? This is a this is a drive through prank, and I've seen people do it, and I've seen YouTube videos of it, and it's mm-hmm. just silly. And then you go through a drive through and you order an ice cream cone, and then when they reach out and hand the cone to you, you just grab the top ice cream part <laughs> <laughs> and grab that. <laughs> So and the, then drive off.
1: So the employee is left with a cone in their yeah. hand And then you're left with a melted With a handy scoop handful of, of ice cream. cream. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, that's a great prank because if someone is harmed at all, it's you. Yes. The doer of the prank. Yeah. Because you're left and, with melting ice cream. And at most you've confused somebody a little bit. Yeah, they're confused and they'll probably laugh because that sounds pretty funny. Yeah. But like throwing a slushy at somebody isn't a prank. It's no. just throwing a slushy <laughs> at them. It's just
0: abuse and violence. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Have you ever done any good pranks?
0: I mean, I did a lot of stuff back in my day as an April Foolster. Mm-hmm. Um, a pranksman, if you yeah, will. Yeah. Yeah. No, my uh, my favorites, uh, there's a couple. Uh, one was I, This was these were all on April Fools. Like these were like things I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and these. So I'll, I'll tell you the ones that I think actually qualify as pranks, and then I'll tell you the ones that uh, don't. Because mm. I did some things that were not pranks; I think were just mean, and I felt kind of bad about. I feel kind of bad about now
1: because you were a teenage boy, probably. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. One of them was, uh, and I still think this is the my favorite because uh, I think it was the silliest. Mm-hmm. Uh, was middle of the night before April Fool's, so you know March thirty first. Uh, I went into the kitchen. And I went into all the cabinets and the refrigerator and the pantry and I flipped everything upside down.
1: Nice. Like, that's it. That's awesome. Like,
0: that's. <laughs> and so everything was upside down.
1: Right. And so people, other people just get a little confused. Yeah. And it's also like, wow, you really went through the trouble to do this? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's delightful.
0: Uh, similar sorts of like, what things I did. Uh, I just barely unscrewed every light bulb in the house.
1: (laughs) So they wouldn't turn on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but if you, if you just squeeze them back in, it's, they're back on. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I rearranged the furniture in every room. Mm. Similar sort of like just weird thing.
1: Yeah. Those are great pranks. Yeah. And they're actually pranks. Yeah.
0: They're not just lying to people.
1: Yeah. I thought I pulled a good April fool's prank one time when I was, a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And I was not much of a prankster. Um so this I I don't have like a, examples of like many That's examples okay. of anything. But the one thing that I did do that I thought was real funny in the moment and isn't definitely isn't like too harmful but was kind of just mean uh-huh. is um my mom big coffee drinker, mm-hmm. like stereotypical like Wakes up first thing in the morning, she puts on a pot of coffee and doesn't do anything until she gets her coffee, right? Mm -hmm. And she drinks her coffee with a bunch of sugar in it. Sure. So I replace the sugar in her sugar thing with salt.
0: Yeah. That's that's that it's on the edge. Right. It's like Like,
1: it's not super harmful because she uh just loses one cup of coffee and spits it out and is like, ah, gross. Yeah. And then it's fixed. Yeah. And then it's fine. But it isn't funny. It's kind of funny. And it is kind of... It's unexpected. Probably is a little bit just mean, because now she just has a bad cup of coffee and might be grumpy about it. Yeah, because she hasn't had her coffee yet. (laughs) Right. I'm a big fan of the... What's the classic April Fool's is the if you have like the hose sprayer I did at this your one. sink, you yeah. put, the, you put rubber the rubber band, band around, around it. it. Yeah, Something. that one's definitely more on the mean edge. Right. Like, but that, it's also kind of funny because I think people getting wet unexpectedly is like a good class of joke. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. And they only it's ever not particularly harmful. No. And they only ever get a little bit wet because they're just yeah. like the faucet goes on. Ah, and the faucet goes off. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I forgot I did that one once. My mom came upstairs with like this wet spot on her shirt, and was like, "Kevin," <laughs> <laughs> did she it, I didn't even see the reaction. Like, it, I, ju- I, ju- I ju- she just came up and was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and She knew it
1: was you. Yeah, it couldn't have been it anyone was obviously else. Obviously, me. I would have gone upstairs with a glass of water and dumped, <laughs> and dumped
2: it on you. That's
1: that's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, no, another one that
0: I I think is on the funny edge. Like, I I definitely think is funnier than mean uh, is. Uh, I took a bar of soap, like the soap that my dad uses. Mm-hmm. I took a fresh bar right out of the box and I spent a couple weeks coating it in clear nail polish. Oh my God. So multiple coats, multiple layers, um, but not obviously just looked like a fresh bar of soap. Yeah. And then the night before I, 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 I told my mom I was doing this cause she thought it was funny also. Mm. Because uh, he was the only one that used that soap, we just replaced his soap in the shower with this new bar of soap right. that didn't work.
1: Oh <laughs> my god, that's in that is incredible. Because that that's great because of the work that goes into yes. it. Yes, like I can picture you like holding this bar of soap. Yeah, and, and carefully i, went, I went to, like half to... a
0: bottle of nail polish. You know, just coat little after by,
1: coat, little by little.
0: Yeah yeah uh, you're not gonna get and that any was and that
1: was funny because
0: and then it was like my dad going like kim there's something wrong with my soap like it won't lather and he would
1: like pick at it i was like it's lathers a little bit <laughs> that would make you feel so crazy because like yeah. how many times in your life has soap not worked <laughs> right <laughs> probably zero probably zero so you think you're going like you think like there's something wrong very wrong But obviously, it can't be the soap because it's just a bar of soap, (laughs) right? Like, is the water broken? (laughs) Yeah, it was so successful
0: that my next door neighbor borrowed that bar of soap and used it on her husband the same night (laughs) because he took baths in the evening. Was Mm. when he was how he bathed or showers? I don't know. And it was similarly like humorous reaction.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna steal that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find an opportunity to implement to to put
0: some soap into someone's bath.
1: I want to do that. I want to break into people's houses to do that.
0: (laughs) That's, we're now into mean territory again. True. Okay. Yeah. You're
1: right. (laughs) Yeah. You probably get shot in Texas for doing that too. So I might want to. Yes. You
0: could definitely get shot in
1: Texas for one of those places. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: But no, I I I thought that one was real good. That's really funny.
1: (laughs) Wow. And that's so, like, I'm trying to think are there other objects in the house (laughs) that can be
0: made non functioning? Right
1: and it it would be yeah. similarly harmless. Yeah. Right? Um like I'm looking around I just thought like knives like you could like you'd have to like dull someone's knives but then you've ruined their knives. You've
0: ruined their knives and that's also more dangerous.
1: Dull knives are dangerous. True. Um Have you ever let the air out of someone's tires?
0: No. Thought about it but never have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. That was a fun day. That
0: just seems, again, that seems more mean. It was kind of just mean, somebody.
1: but it was it was done in jest, and so it wasn't, like, it wasn't like, fuck this person, I'm yeah. going to need to get back at them for something, let's yeah. do it. We just, like, let the air out of the tires of a friend's car. Yeah. And then put air back in their tires. I
0: have, uh, I've had a car get, like, run over, not run over, but, like, marked up with one of those, like, car window markers. Yeah. I had that done to my car. Nice. I just left it. <laughs> <laughs> That was also in high school. Somebody put like just married and like uh like circled my face on the windshield and was like just <laughs> married and like lots of like pictures and balloons and things like that and I just left it for like a month. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. The your light bulb prank is is a similar idea. Mm-hmm. You're nullifying the effect of yeah. a, of a household object. Um maybe there's not a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. It was a tough one.
1: Could like Unplug someone's electronics, but mm-hmm. that's not.
0: Yeah, that's more well, just inconvenience. clever enough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, one that I wanted to do, but did not succeed in doing, was rewire the light switches so that up was down and down was up.
1: Oh, man. I
0: did electrocute myself a little bit with that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one's a little riskier. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Don't want to mess around with that one too much. Yeah. When you get into wiring, you've got problems. Right. Right. You could, um, how do you feel about the way the internet treats April Fools? Like, I'm not a fan. Like tech companies do stupid things yeah. for April Fools? Because
0: usually what they're doing is lying. Mm. And as we've determined, lying is not pranks.
1: Right. Some of the non lying things, like Google often does, like, like Google Maps has like a weird mode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like those are cool.
0: Like Google Maps doing Pac-Man, that's kind of silly and right. fun.
1: That kind of thing is not even really a prank, but at least it's not bad. Yeah, it's just kind of a silly fun thing. But also I'm like, don't you have better things to do? No. At Google? like No. Do I don't know, just like why why? Why bother? Because we don't have better things to do. Yeah, I guess not. But yeah, the, the the dumb things like, hey, we're selling a product. Yeah. That's a funny, stupid, fake product, and then it's just not. I'm looking at you, ThinkGeek. Right, it's just not a real thing. It's just not a thing you it's, can't buy it, especially for something like ThinkGeek, where their website is full of like interesting, weird, quirky yeah. products.
0: Well, they have made some of those non-real products into real products, right. which is interesting. Right. But uh, yeah, generally it's just like here's a thing you
1: can't buy. I think a fun internet tech company prank would be if, like, Facebook, like, shut down on April Fool's and then, like, stayed and shut then down. And never came back. And then never came back.
0: Ha-ha, yeah. <laughs> April Fool's. April
1: Fool's, your entire life on the internet's gone. Yeah. That would be a fun prank. I would like that one. <laughs> do you enjoy the beach? Yeah. I mean, I don't do anything. Do you, uh, you just lay in the sun?
0: Yeah, I go sit in the water. I read books mm-hmm. like it's, it's just an excuse to relax. Right. Um, like there, there's a, usually at least one day that I don't even go down to the beach. I'll just like stay in the house and like read books yeah, all day yeah. or play on the internet.
1: Do you have, um, is there a certain kind of like, is there like a beach book? Does it have to be like a certain type of reading?
0: Uh, so it's funny cause there, there are definitely like beach books and like I'll read like James Patterson novels
1: and things like that. Right.
0: But uh, it's also so. Typically, when I go to the beach, is also around the time that Hugo voting is happening.
1: Oh, so you're burning through. So the I'm usually like,
0: it's usually a great opportunity for me to like catch up on all the Hugo nominations. Yeah, because
1: you just got tons of reading time. Yeah. Oh, that does work out. Nicely. Um,
0: and so I load them up all on my Kindle and just read a bunch of those. Mm. Uh, in that time, I'm reading some of them now and trying to get ahead of the curve. But like, that's sort of my catch up time. Is like, okay, gonna read like four books this week.
1: Yeah, that's nice.
0: I don't bring my Kindle to the to the beach, so like I'll sit, I'll do that in the house, Mm. Um, and so I'll usually have like a trash book that I'll take (laughs) to the beach and like read in the sand.
1: Yeah. Um. I went to water and swam. I went to like I went to the Greenbelt. Okay. uh, On Saturday and. One of the pools where you can go swimming there, and yeah, swimming there lay on some rocks.
0: I gotta love those rocks to lay on,
1: not sands. The rocks weren't too uncomfortable. That's good. Did you have a blanket. Um, yeah, I had a yeah, a little blanket on some rocks. Yeah, and a stagnant pool, Ooh. which was interesting. Right, <laughs> like coming from. A place where there's a lot of beaches and you can actually just like go to an ocean and like yeah. sit down on sand next to an ocean. Like it's kind of it's very sad to sit next to a sad river. Yeah.
0: Have you been to the Barton Spring Pool?
1: Not that one. But okay, I we I was like further up on the Greenbelt yeah. that one. Because the
0: Barton Springs ones is pretty nice. Yeah, I mean it's it's a pool like it's definitely a pool environment. Right, but uh,
1: um, nice. I got a little sunburned because I don't yeah. ever put on sunscreen and uh you
0: like skin cancer and i'm
1: very white and very pale yeah like i'm i'm like tan and great totally fine right up until (laughs) mid-bicep and right up until mid-thigh and then i have razor sharp tan lines (laughs) uh but my back and shoulders got nice and red cool um the really really fun part was watching people use a dangerous rope swing Yeah, because this pool was not deep enough (laughs) for the height they were were jumping from this rope swing. Um, And then the even better part was watching this person who uh, set up a slack line across the water, the water, yeah, and spent an hour and a half at least just slacklining, showing off on a slack line, yeah. And it turned into like a spectator thing, like everyone was like, like seated and laying down like curved around one end of the pool all facing this one guy who was on a slack line <laughs> and like no one wanted to like go swimming out on in the pool and be like under him yeah so everyone might fall on you <laughs> everyone just kind of like hung around the edge of the water and this guy just slacklined for a really long time and he was like he wasn't just slacklining, he wasn't just like walking he across. was like performative slacklining. he was literally dancing yeah and doing things and moves. And he was trying to do like yoga on a slack line. Yeah. And uh, That sounds
0: like a slack liner.
1: He was real like muscly and tattooed. Yeah. And said things like bra. Yeah. Like a slack liner. Yeah. Uh, I was waiting for him to be done so we could start up a hacky sack circle. Oh, that would have been great. Um,
0: Get that sack. but
1: <laughs> But unfortunately, I wasn't able to. Get the sack, oh. uh, because I left before he stopped slacklining. <laughs> it was really fun to watch him fall a couple times, right? Yeah, that's great. Land in the water, but uh, yeah, he like he cinched one end to a tree and then jumped in the water and swam across and with the rest one. of the line, yeah. tied around his back, and then and then he was slacklining. And then he was slacklining. Oh boy, was he slacklining! And every everyone was like laughing at him, yeah. and like making fun of him, like he. I said he was dancing. Yeah. He was doing lots of various dances, but there was a moment where he did the Macarena <laughs> on a <slack> line, <laughs> Like full on did all, all the steps. Every step. Did you do
0: the jump in the end or you turn?
1: Uh I think it was less of a jump and more of a very careful twist. Uh, um. It's
0: less exciting. Yeah, but do you remember I don't know if no, you Hokey watched, Pokey. No okay, okay. You, Hokey Pokey. I don't pokey. know if you watch Super Bowl halftime shows.
1: Um sometimes. Yeah.
0: Uh, do you remember, I think it was Madonna had like a slackliner as part of her...
1: Like performative backup dancing?
0: Yeah. Like there was like a guy like prominently on camera slacklining hmm. while Madonna was standing next to him singing a song.
1: Nice. Why wasn't Madonna on the slackline?
0: Because she doesn't slackline. Because <laughs> she's never uttered the word bra. <laughs> <laughs> Except for like hey, get me that bra I'm going to wear on stage tonight. Yeah, get me my
1: pointy bra (laughs) or my weird bra. But she's never been like, get me that bra, bra. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, hey, pass me that J, bra. (laughs) Or let's go toss the disc, bra. Yeah. I've definitely said toss the disc Let's get that sack. Let's get the sack. Get the sack and toss the disc. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Play some toss disc.
1: Toss disc. The old disc toss. Yeah. The old sack disc.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Fun side note. uh,
1: Amy. Slack lines?
0: No. Uh, Dr. Amy PhD. uh, Because she passed her dissertation. Very proud. Uh,
1: Is it like 100% wrapped up and done? Yeah, she graduates Saturday. (laughs) Nice. Uh, So not yet. I mean, I'm calling her Dr. Amy (laughs)
0: PhD. Uh, A few years ago, when she was still doing coursework, wrote a paper about Madonna's backup dancers for one of her tours. Were they pilgrims? No. Puritans. This was, this was not related to the pilgrim Puritan (laughs) paper directly, not directly related. Um, but she, she wrote a paper on her backup dancers during the truth or dare tour. Uh, um, which was, which was like Madonna's like most famous one. That's where she wore the pointy bra. Okay. Um, and she had, and it's, it's in the film of the, the concert, there's like documentaries have about these backup dancers and sort of like how she was very mothering to them and sort of, you know, took them all on, this group of mostly male, mostly non-white, mostly non-straight uh, backup dancers and kind of took them under their wing on this tour, which was a big, massive event. Uh, and Netflix just got a documentary about those backup dancers like 20 years later. And that's what Amy wrote her paper on was Those Dancers. No way. Yeah, that was a really neat thing. I haven't watched the documentary yet, but...
1: Was Amy not used as a source? I don't think so. She didn't get like a talking head? I don't think her paper got published. Ah, that's too bad. Uh, Although it would be
0: awesome if she got picked up for like... If it had gotten published and then she was like like, a talking head in that documentary.
1: How many academic papers are there? Not many. Not many. Not many. So she's got to be like... A top source. I,
0: she's probably pretty knowledgeable, but uh, yeah, cool. it didn't, didn't get picked up. Yeah, it was just a final thing. Sounds like a good documentary. Just document, a thing right? on Madonna.
1: Uh, yeah, my uh, Madonna knowledge stops at just about... Uh,
0: Everything we've talked about? Pointy, pointy bra? <laughs> pointy bra. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, massively significant and successful. Yeah, and, uh, uh,
0: I mean, if you haven't watched the video where she, like, she famously wore that, like the concert video uh, of her singing... Uh, Express Yourself was mm-hmm. like where the, the song where that first was premiered mm. uh, it is absolutely worth your time like it's an amazing performance to this day
1: hmm.
0: nice and you can see these back adventures I'm talking about
1: nice um, speaking of pointy bras nope got nothing I was just reminded of uh, prank related content yeah Did give me you- those sweet sweet pranks did you ever watch, um, you, or were you aware of... Aware of... The Jamie Kennedy Experiment? Nope. Although that sounds familiar. I forgot what that is.
0: Impractical Jokers? No. Candid Camera?
1: Candid Came cameras, a great show.
0: You Just Got Juiced, the O.J. Simpson <laughs> hidden camera TV show? No, not
1: that. Um, the That's a real thing. College Humor's Jake and Amir's pranks that they used to do no. for the internet? I don't know these. I think those were like actual internet pranks. Yeah. Sometimes they were mean. Yeah. But it was uh you're familiar with College Humor, the bad website full of bad funny stuff. Yeah. Um
0: They're responsible for a drunk history.
1: They are? Yeah. Drunk history's pretty good. Yeah. I mean they hosted it. I don't know if they were like responsible for it. They're also responsible I don't think they're responsible for it. They're also they are very responsible for the very bad thing, which is um a Bracketed Tournament of the Hottest College Girl in America. Yeah, that's not a great thing. Where you just...
0: So I remember College Humor when it was literally just like humor about colleges. Mm, yeah. Uh, which was back when I was in college. Right. And it, people, they, you would post like funny college videos or funny like college pictures. Yeah. Uh, and if you searched for Texas Tech, you found two pictures. Like that was all <laughs> there was. Uh, one of which, or both of which were taken at a Texas Tech theater party. The same party. One of which had a guy wearing nothing but a sock. Okay. And the other of which was a picture of a dude getting his head farted on. Hmm. And I knew everybody in all of those photos. Okay. I didn't go to that
1: party. Going to circle back to that. Yeah. Um, This prank. Prank show. Prank show that they did uh, was just like a start off as like really simple office pranks. Mm-hmm. And it just kept escalating and escalating until um, I think like... I forget which one was which but like they went skydiving together as a thing Mm -hmm. and they spaced these out enough so that they were never like really suspecting of them but they went skydiving as a prank and like Jake arranged for Amir to have like a bad parachute so he like pulled his parachute and it didn't work for 30 seconds and then the guy like pulled the real one and it worked just fine. But he had thirty seconds where he was like, Cool, I'm gonna die. Which that's is terrible. like just flat out mean. Yeah. In like the worst way possible. That's
0: that's not a prank.
1: But it started as like it started like out, out really, really innocently with yeah. like, you know, hiding the stapler. You yeah. know what I mean? At the office. Yeah. Uh the best one was um one of them got chosen at a basketball game yeah. to do the halftime. Can you make a half court shot f- okay. for a million dollars? A million, yeah, whatever. right? Yeah. Like a some large amount of money, yeah. And you do it. You sorry, you do it blindfolded, blindfolded oh. half court shot. And so, um, let's say Jake was the one taking the shot, sure. and Amir, bef- while Jake was like in a green room preparing, mm-hmm. Amir went out and told the crowd. Hey, no matter what happens, cheer as if it goes in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also
1: just lying. Right. That one is less harmful, still kind of funny, but just a lie. Um yeah. So he comes out and he does the shot and like the crowd, like the crowd's silent and then everyone's real tense and he does the shot and then it misses by a mile Yeah, and the crowd goes nuts and he rips a blindfold off and he's like, what? And he's like freaking out and screaming yeah. and then they give him like a minute of being excited before they play the replay for him yeah. and
0: that's, that's pretty terrible. Just,
1: but just a lie. Yeah. Just a lie. Just lying. Um, Yeah. Uh, speaking of mm-hmm. circling back. Yeah. Farting on someone's face. Yeah. The reason I was out sick. You had uh, pink eye. I had pink eye. <laughs> Did someone fart on your face? I don't think someone farted on my okay. face. Um I believe I got pink eye because on Sunday I spent uh some of my day like downtown in the city yeah. also on the bus yeah. uh just in generally dirty environments. Where someone
0: farted on your face? <clears throat>
1: Where someone might have farted on my face. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, but I probably just touched something gross. And then touched your eyes. With poop on it. And yeah. then touched my eyes. Yeah. Um, But it only lasted a couple of days. But I, I woke up on Monday morning and like struggled to open my eyelids oh. a little bit. Because they were like, all gunky? Because you know, they were all gunked up. Oh. And was like, oh shoot, this is bad. This is bad. What do you do for pink eyeing? You get uh, antibiotic eye drops. Okay makes sense and it like in a day i was better yeah uh well but you're still contagious for a little bit yeah um but uh it wasn't that bad i i, I had it really really bad in middle school or yeah. high school or something where it lasted like i think it can be bacterial or viral oh so if it's viral you just have to ride it out yeah so I must have had like a viral one that time, and uh, it lasted like a week and a half. And you can't, you can't go to school. Yeah, they because, won't let you because you got pink eye. You will instantly give everyone else pink yeah. eye. Yeah, like children are. That's how
0: pink eye works. Dirty and disgusting,
1: <laughs> and grubby, and touch everything, yeah. and, and don't wash Just
0: the, spit in each other's eyes all the time.
1: Right? Yeah. Like I was rubbing my eye on stuff. Yeah. Um.
0: Just directly, not well, even I, like. Rubbing like your hand I remember first. in mid-
1: <laughs> I rem- it must have been high school because it was. Uh, I remember the day before I was out for pink eye. Yeah. I had biology class and I remember using the microscopes. <laughs> like I remember like putting my eyeball on, on the, microscope. the microscopes. And then the next day I was out with pink eye. Yeah.
0: Sounds like, uh, someone pooped on those microscopes.
1: Yeah. But like pink eye stinks. Cause it's like, it's a little annoying. Your eyes just kind of like hurt a little bit. Yeah. And you have to like clean them regularly because yeah. they're gunking. Yeah. They're they're expelling juice, but you can't just like it's like oh something in my eye let me rub it and like you get the thing <laughs> right. you have to like carefully like use something soft to like clean your eye out and yeah. not let it touch anything yeah. and wash your hands vigorously out you know what I mean, um, but for the most part you feel completely fine yeah so yeah. I'm just like sitting at home <laughs> being totally fine yeah just not allowed to be around people, so I felt I didn't feel great about being out sick but but you were anyway but it's better than 10 people at work having pink eye yeah. right now. You
0: watch any TV? Yeah. Read a book. Uh,
1: I did not watch much TV. I think since we last recorded, I watched another four or five episodes of 30 Rock. <laughs> um, I'm now like really committed to my television watching lifestyle, mostly as a bit for the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this, I, is this a prank? Are like, you pranking me right I'm now? Prank- I've been pranked. Like, uh, I've actually watched every episode of MST3K ever. Yeah. <laughs> Prank. But you're pranking me. Huh? Um, that would just be lying. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I like, I kind of want, like, for a bit for the show to have, like, in a year, you're like, did you finally watch that episode of MST3K yet? And I'll just keep saying no. Yeah.
0: I know I, I texted you and told you to watch an episode of Great News, and you didn't do that either.
1: I didn't do that either, because I'm still working on 30 Yeah. <laughs> But great news sounds fun. It's it's pretty great. And like Kimmy Schmidt's coming back soon. Master yeah. of None has another season out now. Yeah, it just launched. I just keep adding them to the list. Yeah.
0: I'm just going to stop asking you about TV. Like that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you
1: shouldn't. It's funny when you do. <laughs> um, I did finish reading Goblet of Fire.
0: Yeah? Did you do it in 24 hours? No.
1: <laughs> I did it in one week. Okay. Which for 750 that's pages was a decent yeah. amount of reading. What would you think? I liked it a lot.
0: Gobble of Fire is a big turning point.
1: Yes, it is. It Yes. Um Okay, so like the The process of reading it was interesting because I read it really fast. Yeah. Um or I read it in a small number of very intense, long sessions. Yeah. That's um, how
0: you read Harry Potter, man.
1: Right. Um Like some books I'll read like, you know, a couple times a day I'll pick it up and read five pages. Yeah. Right. This one it was like for like four different days i sat down for a couple hours at a time and read a couple hundred pages yeah right yeah i think it's 730 something pages um but it's weird because you know the the feeling of a book when it when you just start a book and you Mm -hmm. have like a couple pages on the left and you have this giant stack of pages on yeah, the right. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I got so much to read. And then by the time I'm at the end, you only have a tiny little bit left yeah. on the right and the huge stack on the left and you feel that that's, progress. That's how Books work. Um, but I remember like having that feeling of being at the end of the book a lot. Huh? Cause I'm like, wow, well, I only have like, a third of this left. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, percentage wise, I'm like, I only got like 10% left. Yeah. And I look at it, I'm like, it's hundred pages to go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is a funny experience. Yeah, I yeah. did that I did a lot this one. Um are the other is that the longest one? Yes. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Uh
0: the last one comes close, but I do not think it is longer.
1: Um So the story itself is it's really good. Yeah. Um It's is a turning point.
2: Mhm.
1: Right, uh Azkaban got a little more intense. Yeah. Right, much less childish than the first two. Mm-hmm. But Goblet of Fire like straight up gets dark. Yeah. and scary. Absolutely. Um because Voldemort's like spoilers for Harry Potter.
0: Yeah, spoilers for the series
1: that has been out since I was like 12. <laughs> that I'm sure Everyone who's not me has read already. But
0: if you haven't, stop this podcast. Go listen at least up through Gobble to Fire. Yeah. We'll wait.
1: Um, Voldemort's back. Yeah. Cedric just died. Yep. Which was like very unexpected. Yeah. And happened very suddenly and was mostly just dismissed. Yeah. It's just like Harry and Cedric portkey to the place. And then, oh my god, Wormtail killed Cedric. Yeah. And then, let's keep going. Yep. And he's just dead there now. And it, like, it, the way, like a, not a main character, but a significant character, especially in this book, mm-hmm. the way his death is just, like, swept along. Like, right, we just keep yeah. going. And it just happened. And it's, like, it makes it feel very, like, real. Mm-hmm. Um, Right, like the helplessness of it. Yeah. Because right, Harry's like, oh my God, he just died, but I'm tied up in fighting the Dark Lord. So yeah. I guess I I'll can't... worry about it later. And yeah. it's like, oh my God, like you're just treating this major, major thing as a not that significant event. Yeah. When it should have been the most significant event. Um Voldemort is like genuinely scary. That's mm-hmm. very menacing and, you know. You get this very strong sense, especially over a long book like that, this brooding building of, like, something bad's about to happen, mm-hmm. bad things are coming, like, this evil is growing, and then he's back and he kills and they battle. And yeah, and then, like, the denouement of the book, you get all the Dumbledore going off about, you know you you learn all the events that uh, all the mysterious events of the yeah what was actually going of on of the story what was actually going on and then you get this sense that like Dumbledore is this like for the first time you get a sense of his like power yeah and his significance like what's going on right like in Dumbledore it's like you get the feeling of, like, an 80s action movie, like, gearing up sequence, right? Yeah. Like, Dumbledore's directing people, and he's making shit happen, and he's getting ready. Like, yeah. it's almost as if, like, Hogwarts is getting, like, barricaded, mm-hmm. right? So you, there's this strong sense when the book ends that, like, like a wave is going to hit, yeah, and bad things are going to start happening, and it's just, this is what it is now, mm-hmm. is Voldemort's back, and there's evil to battle, yeah. and it's not just like, oh no, this... I have to write 10 inches of parchment for my class on who is Who is the Defense
0: Against Dark Arts teacher in this one?
1: Moody. Okay. Psych! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Party Crouch. Yeah, okay. Um, So you
0: haven't... Okay.
1: um, I'm just excited because I know what book you're getting next. Is there a good Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in the next one or something? Yeah, she's very good. Nice. Um, Is it a different person each book every time? Okay, you're not going to tell me that.
0: You have to read them to find out. Just like we all did. I do want to go back to a previous episode where you were reading um, Harry Potter. We mm-hmm. were talking about it. You were reading uh, Chamber of Secrets. And one of my favorite moments that I couldn't talk about until like now mm. was uh, I, I I played intentionally kind of dumb when I was talking to you about it because I didn't want to spoil things. What did I say? Uh, well, I asked you like about the diary. Um Oh. And I was like, what what was the guy's name? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that was a fun thing. Yeah. And I was, I was like, Tom Riddle. <laughs> and I'm like, I know what that means <laughs> in my head. because uh, that just amused me.
1: Yeah. Um The The Moody thing was cool because, like, I liked Moody as a character a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Right? Like, grizzled, scarred. He's got the crazy eye. He's got that mad eye. Like, the stump leg. Like, that's... (laughs) He's so over the top, right? Like, he's the... He's very over the top. Yeah. um, But he was a great character. Um, And then, it's he's actually a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And the real Moody is trapped in the weird trunk yeah or whatever which was cool um and that i i, I thought about this because right, like, we were talking about like what's a real prank and what's not we've mm-hmm. talked about like what's a real twist and what's not and yeah. i think that seemed much like a real twist to me like absolutely yeah. like because you had small bits of evidence for it it wasn't mm-hmm. just a flat-out lie like it wasn't like uh like moody was actually Crouch, but it wasn't like Moody was actually some character we'd never heard of.
0: Yeah, right? like you like, knew who Barty Crouch was. Yeah. Right,
1: so yeah, I thought that worked really, really well, and now I guess I'm excited to have the real Moody around. Yeah, hopefully. Um, too bad Barty Crouch isn't going to be around anymore, though. He will not. He got the uh, Dementor's Kiss.
0: You know who played Barty Crouch in the movies? No. Uh, I'm going to tell you, and you won't care. You're right. Uh, David Tennant.
1: He's um, he's a Doctor Who guy?
0: Yeah. Nice. He may have played Barty Crouch Jr.,
1: Okay, I can see that. I can see I think that. think it was junior, but I learned today that Robert Pattinson played Cedric in yes, the yes, Robert
0: Pattinson played Cedric, which is it's not. The, we call him Cedric. And I, you said Cedric, Cedric like six times, and oh, okay. I would try, was
1: trying real hard not to correct you. My uh, apologies. Okay. Yeah, Cedric Diggory. Cedric. Um, that he that is not my visualization of that yeah. character at all.
0: Uh, I would say in the film he does a pretty good job.
1: Yeah, like he might give a great performance, yeah. but the. It's just—it's the one of those things where like your mental imagery is yeah very different from the I, like I'm borrowing a little bit of film imagery sure. t- for my mental imagery for the book because it, I, I can't actually, not almost I haven't, I haven't watched them yeah but I know it yeah I mean it, that that visual
0: language just existed
1: um like with with uh Lord of the Rings um I had read the books just before the movies came out yeah. But I've seen the movie so many times since. Yeah, it's it's overlaid that the film imagery is 100% my mental imagery. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but I like I have my own mental imagery for the most part for reading the Harry Potter awesome. books so far. That's cool. Um, okay. My complaint about Goblet of Fire. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready for it. Um, the story's great. All kinds of interesting things happened, mm-hmm. except most of the story is delivered to you via monologue for 150 pages at the end.
0: Is it 150 pages? That seems excessive.
1: It's about 150 pages. Well, like, okay, the like the ending of the book is about 150 pages, and it's when, like, third task starts. Yeah. But there's a lot of vulgar There is a lot of exposition. Monologuing. About yeah. what he's been up to, yeah, you're right. Solving, you gotta find out, <laughs> solving all those mysteries, and then there's a lot of Barty Crouch monologuing when he's under the truth serum thing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, it's been a while since I've read it, so e- I don't remember that explaining as well, what he, but, yeah. explaining what he's been up to, right? And and the two of them solve all the mysteries of the book, yeah. that have been slowly building up throughout the previous 500 pages, yeah, um, which i think it's fine because it's done really well mm-hmm. like i was like so engrossed it in down. It. and i was burning through the pages and like really excited to yeah. find out what they were telling me but at the end i was like oh like i just was delivered this really interesting story just by someone saying it to me <laughs> like i i might have liked a book better that was all these interesting things happening but me learning about them as they're happening yeah that's possible it would have been less of a mystery and you'd have less of that like constant. Oh my gosh, that's what yeah. the truth is. But yeah,
0: well you can definitely, you can do that really well, I think. Cause you look, looking for example at um, a literal mystery, which is the Columbo TV series, mm-hmm. which is Columbo is my favorite TV de- detective, hands down. Okay. Um, but the Columbo structure, the, the episode structure is always, uh, is very different from a traditional mystery structure. In that the first 10 to 15 minutes of each Columbo, we watch the murder happen. Okay. So we, we see like the planning, we see the execution, we see the getaway of a crime.
1: Like you know all the facts. You
0: know everything. Okay. You know who did it. There is no mystery. Hmm. But the joy of Columbo is watching him figure it out.
1: And the suspense of that,
0: yeah, yeah, um, and the suspense of like you know what's going on, and watching sort of this because it's always like a brilliant person crafted the perfect crime, okay, but Wiley Columbo figures them out, <laughs> um, but sort of like watching them build their story, and it's it's very cat and mouse, yeah, um, of what's going to happen and how is it going to go,
1: which is very different from i think like a strong example of the other way to do it is like the modern sherlock show yeah which is here's a crazy situation that Mm -hmm. is not understandable and we spend an hour and a half or whatever figuring it out yeah with them figuring it out by talking too much
0: yeah season four of sherlock just came on netflix what
1: do you know add it to the list Yeah, i'm not gonna watch it i won't either i i liked the first season I
0: think the first, first two were pretty good. First three episodes yeah. or something. I think the first yeah. two seasons are pretty good. Yeah. First three were really good. First two were pretty good. They and just, I kind of stopped after that.
1: They just talk a lot. Yeah. They do talk a lot. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know what is apparently a better TV show about a modern day Sherlock Holmes? Elementary. The CBS Sherlock Holmes TV show. I've heard that.
1: Yeah. I've watched a bit of
0: it. Um, it. A, the Sherlock is less of a terrible person, which helps. Mm um but uh what i've watched has been pretty good it's definitely closer to a traditional like procedural mystery show um but the characters have a lot more room to breathe and grow and it's not just the universe revolving around sherlock holmes yeah um and stephen Moffat's showing you how clever he thinks he is
1: oh god just by writing he's very clever he can write a lot of words he's very clever he can want you to
0: know he is very clever
1: (laughs) he sure does write a lot of words yeah um it's a CBS show, Elementary? Yeah. I imagine, especially being on CBS, I don't know why I have this impression, but it probably feels very American show compared to the very British Yeah, show I mean,
0: the, the Sherlock. Sherlock character is British, but it is in New York.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Watson a woman in that show? Yes. Is that the- uh, Played
0: by uh, Lucy Liu?
1: I may have that wrong. Or someone. Now I gotta like check. Her. I think it is uh, her. I think it is- Um. Yeah, she's really good, too. Yeah, that's a fun twist.
0: Yeah, and the, and unlike um, Sherlock in elementary, uh, Watson and Holmes have almost, like, no sexual attraction.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's, like, especially nice because she's a woman and then it would just yeah, yeah it's Lucy Liu and then it would just be annoying that oh because the main yeah character's well, yeah female, but like Sherlock has
0: up. like all sorts of sexual tension oh my god it's so intense and then they like take it away from you and be like ah
1: right you're bad for wanting that yeah and then Tumblr gets all upset yeah and I have to stop using Tumblr for a couple days yeah, but yeah no, she plays
0: she plays Dr. Joan Watson
1: Joan oh that's like John yeah uh, but she's really good um Goblet of Fire was good yeah. I read it so quickly because I started reading it the day it was due it was due yeah and I returned it yesterday uh so I had it for 10 days longer than it was due yeah, that's
0: quite the uh the hefty fine you got there
1: want to know how much I owe how much 50 cents what I don't know how it stayed so cheap but the website says 50 cents
0: I wonder. I don't know this.
1: And someone had a hold on it. Yeah, no. Like I kept someone waiting. So something
0: that libraries that I know have done in the past is have lower late fees for children's books. Oh. I wonder if if Harry oh. Potter is is classified as a children's book and they have a lower.
1: It is. It is like cat, like it's in the catalog like the, young, the youth, youth section. Yeah?
0: yeah, that's probably what it is.
1: How, yeah, because you don't want to like. Your kid's taking longer to read. Yeah,
0: so it's probably like five cents a day instead of twenty-five cents a day.
1: Oh man, how I feel bad. You
0: should. I should like. You kept that book from the hands of a child.
1: I probably did. No, I probably kept it from some twenty-something-year-old who wants to reread it for the (laughs) fifteenth time.
0: That twenty-something-year-old already owns a copy.
1: (laughs) Um. Are there children who are like reading Harry Potter for the first time at Harry Potter reading age and like being super into it, even though it's not a pop culture phenomenon currently? I hope so. I hope so, too. I mean, they're good.
0: Yeah. Uh, A good friend of mine uh, from college is the teacher, caretaker for a group, uh, for a trio of young girls in the UAE. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's where they are still. Uh, and they are reading Animorphs right now. Oh my God. And I'm so like madly <laughs> in love. And they had a dress up day at their school, which is like a homeschool. because it's, it's just the three of them. Uh-huh. And one of them dressed up as Cassie, who's one of the main characters of the Animorphs. And I was like,
1: <gasps> you must love that. I do. It's so great. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Um, there's going to be people having, who are of ha- prime Harry Potter age, mm-hmm. having children. Who are, like, approaching Harry Potter reading age. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting close. But like, it's
1: going to happen soon. Oh, yeah. Like, people of prime Harry Potter age are having kids. Absolutely. And who were, who were, like,
0: when Harry Potter was, like, pop culture phenomenon. Right. Yeah.
1: And soon those kids will be of yeah. Harry Potter reading age yeah. in a couple of years.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking... I don't want to have kids anytime soon. Like, mm-hmm. that's not in the goal at all. But... But, like, the things I fantasize about having kids are, like, sharing my pop culture loves with them, like Harry right. Potter and things like, like that.
1: How, how wonderful does it sound to, like, sit by your future child's bedside and read, and, like, Harry, like, read Potter Harry Potter to Potter. them? And, like, read right? Yeah. That right? does sound pretty great. Huh. Now I'm wondering, what comes first? If I have children, do they read Tolkien or Harry Potter first?
0: Hobbit, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings.
1: I was thinking Silmarillion <laughs> 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 Then Lord <laughs> 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 I'll read the Silmarillion to my child when they're like one and can't yeah, get it out of the way. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um would it be cruel to read Harry Potter to your child one book a year to give them that that grow with it experience?
0: I don't know if it would be, but I would be real tempted to do it anyway.
1: <laughs> How? What? What's the age range of Harry Potter? It's, does he start out? That's at like, a eleven.
0: He turns eleven in the first book.
1: Eleven, and that's too old to keep it from them.
0: Yeah, like you know, I I feel the same yeah, way. They'll get like, their hands on it. Well, and. I like. I would love to do that from like the social experiment perspective. Right. So, um, yeah, you couldn't. But I, I also don't think I could like morally keep books out of my kids' hands.
1: <laughs> that seems like a very <laughs> evil. Like, person No, thing you can't to
0: do. read this thing you love that is amazing. Right. Like I can't. I can't justify that.
1: Huh? Because would you want your child to read Harry Potter before they turned eleven? Though, you, probably like, not. Cause it gets pretty. Intense. I don't know that I would stop them. Yeah. Like
0: I read books that were way above my maturity level at a young age. Right. I read um, Lord of the
1: Rings when I was yeah twelve.
0: I read. Uh, fun story. I was reading. Uh, it was a one of my absolute favorite sci-fi authors is a guy named Spider Robinson.
1: Okay. Um, is that his real first name?
0: Yeah, as far as I know.
1: Spider. Yeah. <gasps> okay, continue. I have a spider theme. To um,
0: and. I live in fear like this is not a joke like I live in fear of the day that I wake up and hear Spider Robinson is dead Mm. because he is old
1: because that's going to be like one of the ones it's going to it's
0: going to hurt like it's it's going to be like Bowie levels of sadness for me when Mm. he dies like he was instrumental in shaping my worldview both as a child and as an adult like Hmm. I still go back to his works occasionally and just revel in them yeah Uh, and his primary like most well-known series of books is set in a bar uh, it's called Callahan's Cross Time Saloon. Is the premise of it, um, although there's very little time travel—some, but very little—and um, it's mostly—it was originally just a book of short stories that he had writ- me, written over the years about this place called Callahan's. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a spin-off series called Lady Callahan's that was set in a brothel. Nice. Um, and there were there were two books: Lady Callahan's and Lady Sling- Lady Slings the Booze. Which is the sort of humor that this book had, instead of sings the blues, it was sings yeah. the booze, uh, and both really, really strong books. Um, but I was reading it like 13 or 14 years old, and a very good friend of my mom's came over to the house once uh, and saw that book on like a coffee table and was like, "Oh, is Mark, my dad, my mom's husband, like reading these? They're really good." And so like mom was like, "No, no, Kevin's reading them," <laughs> <laughs> and she was kind of like. Huh? Because <laughs> uh, while they were not sexually explicit, there was definitely sexual content in them. Sure, yeah, it was set in a brothel. I mean, the world's best brothel. Uh, mm. Like I, like no brothel has ever liked this place. But right. if there was, that should be. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, no, I was definitely reading books above my maturity level. Yeah, uh, as a kid, and again, I don't think I could. Stop them, and I and, and like I couldn't take that book out of their hand. Right. I may not introduce them to Harry Potter before
1: eleven, but if they come to it,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I would I would sit next to their bed and read it to them.
1: I can't necessarily think. Okay, no, I just did think of an example. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are things where I would prevent my child from reading things at a certain age. Yeah, because I remember. And maybe I was old enough, but this book is still a good example of it. Um when I was like 9 or 10, yeah, I read Night by Elie Wiesel. I know of
0: it, but I've never read it. Okay,
1: yeah, it's his it's his memoir of his time uh spent as a Jew in the Holocaust. Yeah.
0: Very very heavy.
1: It's very yeah, it's very famous. It's like I, probably one of the best like personal I mean, accounts. I mean, I
0: think it won the Pulitzer?
1: Yes. or the
0: newberry it's definitely won awards and yeah
1: he's probably won like a nobel or something too like it's it's a very big deal and it's a very significant and important book yeah um but i remember like my sister was reading it for school because she was a bunch older than me and then like i was like i want to read the book my sister's reading yeah and it's really short yeah so i just like sat down and read it it was like a hundred pages or something and it's horrific like it's truly horrific it doesn't it's not I holding anything yeah. back. It's a very accurate account of what he went through. And I was not old enough yeah. to have read that. So I can imagine yeah. if like my child is like, what's that book? Let me read it. And they're like, seven, I'm gonna be like, yeah. You're, you'll wait for this one. I mean,
0: I wanna I wanna be the idealized like dad that I want, which is like, you know, to be like, well, we can let's talk about it. Like, let's read it together. Mm. Um if that was that if that was an option, like Maybe. let's, you know. Uh, yeah but i i see what you're at like i and i and i i can't say so i wouldn't be like right. that either and say like probably not
1: if it was something that like like for me where i just kind of like stumbled into it i yeah. was like i just want to read this cool book my sister's yeah. reading and i knew it was about the holocaust and i knew what the holocaust was yeah but like
0: you didn't know what the holocaust was <laughs> exactly
1: exactly. <laughs> and then that's the book that made me know what it was yeah but if i if my kid like if my kid was like interested in the Holocaust and they were young and that was yeah. just like a weird interest of theirs and they like sought that out as yeah. a thing that was inter- like relevant to their interest, then like maybe I would have the let's talk about yeah, it and read it I together. Would, I
0: would probably like I may I would how I would probably deal with that is not introduce it to them or keep them away from that sort of stuff. Right. But I I'm, I'm very wary of like here's a thing you can't have. Right. Yes. Like like a- you like you found the book like, like had, take it had away from them and hide it. like this is this is forbidden knowledge. This is bad for you. Yes, uh, that worries me. Like that's something that I like. What am I doing by doing that? Like yeah. what what happens because I've I have said don't read first and foremost. <laughs> that's always a bad idea. Yep. Read more. Yep. Um, I've I've like I don't know that I believe that there are things that you can't encounter or you can't deal with. Or you can't like like being able to say like this is difficult. This is going to be a difficult subject. I don't want you to read this alone now that you've started and now that you've engaged with it. Mm. Um, I want to help you experience it in a safe manner mm. um, rather than no bad takeaway.
1: Yeah. We should do more parenting Yeah, advice. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly what we should do.
0: Jesse and Kevin are the best parents. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd say we are. There's a, there's a great, literally a podcast bit in an episode of... Uh, crazy ex-girlfriend uh-huh. talking about how uh, rachel the main character in the show is a great mom she doesn't have any kids but, she but she's great a great mom, mom. yeah <laughs> on a podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah that's interesting i uh i think there was probably there was definitely things that like were treated as forbidden well there for were things me. like
0: i was not allowed to like see r-rated movies it was like no don't watch r-rated movies right. like that's that right. sort of stuff was definitely like clearly delineated.
1: Um, but the, the thing that I wholeheartedly believe yeah. is that uh, your children are smarter than you.
0: I'm sure of that. Yeah.
1: And they will always get away with stuff that you don't know that they're getting away with. Yeah. So, like, if you say, hey, you're not allowed to read Harry Potter until you're of whatever age, yeah. they're now more incentivized to, to do go it. read Harry Potter. Yeah. And you're that's just training them that they're able to get away with stuff that you don't (laughs) want them to do. Yeah. And it undermines your ability to actually prevent them from doing things you don't want them to do. Yeah. Um, Like speak an example of forbidden things in Jesse's life. Yeah. Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. You
0: were not allowed. You were, you were forbidden.
1: Interestingly, it being forbidden. Wasn't the reason I didn't read it.
0: You didn't read it because it was cool.
1: I didn't read it because I Thought I was better than it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you had Tolkien. Because I had Tolkien to read. <laughs> um, but my parents were, you know, they were the kinds of people who thought this is witchcraft, so it's evil. We don't want yeah. evil corrupting our children, so yeah. you're not allowed to read Harry Potter. And what I did do was I borrowed my friend's first Harry Potter book and I read the first chapter and was like, Yeah, no, this is stupid. I'm going to go <laughs> back. I'm going to go back to reading Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right. But I was. I was told don't read this. Don't read this. So I really wanted to read yeah. it, which is yeah. just classic child behavior. Yeah. Um, But I think if I had children, I, and like I, w- I was going to read something with them or they were going to read yeah. it. It would probably go Narnia, Harry Potter, like okay. Narnia, the Hobbit, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Cause Nar- I'm, I throw Narnia in there too. I like the Narnia yeah.
0: series. I, I read the first first, Five narnia's i never finished the series
1: i don't remember which order they're in because they're in a weird order. well so i
0: read them in chronological not release order so magician's nephew lion the witch in the wardrobe horse and his boy uh, silver chair i uh, know silver chair was uh prince uh, caspian prince caspian voyage of the dawn treader those are the ones i read then it was silver chair last battle and i did not read those
1: silver chair is good last battle gets real weird and real jesusy yeah it like gets real. I mean, Lion the
0: Witch in the Wardrobe's got a lot of Jesus in it.
1: Oh, but Last Battle's real yeah. Bible allegory. Yeah. Um, N- I love Narnia. Yeah. And it is very, like, it's very C.S. Lewisy. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to read. Like, Nar- Narnia was my first C.S. Lewis exposure. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: That, that's a good first C.S. Lewis exposure.
1: Yeah. And then I read a lot of his, like, just writings on Christianity mm-hmm. and stuff because I like C.S. Lewis a lot. And It's really interesting to go back and read Narnia after that, yeah, and get all of his theology expressed, yeah, in allegory and get all of his like weird writing style expressed <laughs> expressed in fantasy. Yeah. Um but they they are pretty good most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like The of the Wardrobe is a classic read by all children everywhere for a good reason. Yeah. Um uh Magician's Nephew is the best. Really? I think.
0: That's interesting.
1: I like I like Magician's Nephew the best because it's not it's very unallegory allegory ish, yeah. and it's just kind of like a fun, cool story about two kids going on an adventure. Yeah. and then all of a sudden, pure evil shows up at the very. That's end. true.
0: Uh, did you know I directed a stage adaptation of uh, Magician's Nephew? No in way. High school.
1: Really? Yeah. Did you have people crawling through attics from building to building? Uh, that was kind of in there. Um, <laughs> Jumping into very I mean, so we were, we were working
0: from a script. Uh, there were no pools. So this is interesting because it's really hard to do that on stage.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of those physical things that are yeah. difficult for us. Um, and so adaptation. they basically
0: just found other ways of doing that. And so the way you got to the different worlds, and this is going to sound a little silly when I'm describing it, <laughs> um, is you had different rings... So there were like of like there were some square rings and there were some circle rings Mm -hmm. and they took you to different places Um, and touching the ring took you to Narnia, for example.
1: Well, there were there's rings in the book, but it's a combination of which color ring you're wearing. That may have been in it as well. It's it's colors and then jumping into pools and. So I think combined in, with your color, I think that it was
0: yeah. the color plus the shape of the ring yeah, was that, what the what did it.
1: Yeah. That's a better way to represent that on a stage than Yeah. Jumping into a pool, jumping into a pool and disappearing. Yeah.
0: Um, but we did have the the creation of Narnia was a scene that we had. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it was, it's the kind of play where like, I mean, it was all, it was a youth production. So like everyone was in high school or younger. Uh-huh. Like we had, you know, middle school and elementary school kids in a couple of the small roles. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, had a bunch of animals, talking animals on stage that were, like, people in animal costumes. Yeah. All speaking in verse and, like, acting out the creation of Narnia, which was pretty cool.
1: That is really cool. Did they, were they, did you try to make the costumes look like the old movies? No. Costumes? We didn't have that. I didn't do that much research.
0: Um, (laughs) And, well, and particularly because costume design is always, like, my weakest area of the practice of theater.
1: Really? Yeah. Do Like, is there a reason why?
0: Um... Not a good one. Hmm. Like I, I never put much effort into it. It's never a thing I cared about. Uh, if we want to get really into like the deep psyche of Kevin, I probably thought it was like women's work. Um, hmm. Like that's that's definitely like I don't think it was necessarily consciously there, but it's probably unconsciously there. I'm sure yeah. of like making clothes. That's what women do, right? Or so whatever. you don't have to care about it. Yeah, and, which is dumb. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yes, it's very dumb. But that probably was. Like somewhere there, like most of the costume designers I knew were women. Right. Um, so that definitely could so basically I said to my costume designer, like, make the costumes. (laughs) Do whatever you want. It's cool. They're great.
1: Have you seen any of the old Narnia movies? No. Okay. I asked because they're notoriously horrifying. Oh, good. You have like big crazy, like terrifying beaver people (laughs) who were human sized but they're wearing scary beaver costumes and they walk around with the humans on screen. They're uh yeah, they're hmm, you
0: know what years they came out?
1: The seventies or something. I think I, I don't know if they're movies as much as they were like BBC specials that are movie like. Hmm. They're uh they did Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, uh Voyage of the Dawn Treader, Silver Chair like that? Yes, that's one of them. Okay. That's the Lion costume. Yeah,
0: that, that looks like a lion costume. I might have seen the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like, I, I remember first, Like, I'm seeing this Ice Witch, and I'm like, that looks familiar.
1: Yeah, the Ice Witch is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I, I recognize that. Um, um, but then I did I did find, like, the Beaver People. Yeah, the Beaver People. Oh. Uh, I mean, that's not far removed from what our costumes looked
1: like. They're, like, they're human faces in brown paint surrounded yeah.
0: by a... Like, that's how we did our costumes. Costume. yeah.
1: And, like, that probably works well for theater. Mm-hmm doesn't work well for a large television screen it's yeah. just too un- unnerving yeah i definitely saw the
0: lion the witch in the wardrobe
1: yeah i remember first watching it in school like we read it for an english class in middle school or something and then watched the movie
0: i really like my favorite was always voyage of the dawn treader
1: yeah that was a great story i think that was the best you got each, one. all the different islands and a yeah. little adventure on each one the 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 foot people yeah so the, the i did people. so we
0: we used to do a thing in this was fifth grade fourth or fifth grade it was fifth grade uh, we did uh, brown bag book reports. Was this okay. ever a thing you did? No, I don't think cool. so. Uh, so you had you know a grocery bag, uh, and you would bring your grocery bag and do your book report from within it. So you would take things out and props and like things to describe your your book,
1: like a couple minute presentation yeah. to the
0: class. Uh, That's fun. Uh, and so I did a brown bag book report, but I went above and beyond because, of course, I did because. Mm. It was me. And so I did it uh, from the perspective of the foot people. So I was the foot person, <laughs> the, the giant, the invisible people with one giant foot. Yeah. Uh, and so I started it with an audio recording that I was outside of the room and I hit play on this thing and let it go for a minute of being <laughs> invisible. Right. And then came in like hopping in one giant foot wearing my dad's gigantic shoe. Footnote uh footnote Footnote. (laughs) i now wear shoes the same size as what my dad was wearing at that time (laughs) but child size but i could put two of my feet into that shoe at one point in time (laughs) and so i did and i would i hopped out and then finished the rest of my presentation
1: that's awesome yeah i bet your teacher loved that i hope so i was great um speaking of book reports and reading outside of your age range yeah i remember I think this was second grade. How old are you in second grade? Seven.
0: Uh, that sounds right.
1: Seven or seven. And yeah, because you
0: start like kindergarten at fifth grade. So first would be six, seven. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So I was seven or eight and we had to do a book report. Yeah. And I remember this being like one of our first book reports and it had, it was on a, it was a biography of a famous person. Okay. So we go to the library. Yeah. And you're supposed to look for a biography of a famous person. So you go to the
0: biography section.
1: And this is in an elementary school library, and so Mm -hmm. all the books are for elementary schoolers, and the biographies are elementary school biographies. Let me tell you about Abe Lincoln. Exactly. Um, And not, like, super childish. It's, like... Yeah, I mean... You know, like, 50 pages of largest text with maybe a couple pictures, and you learn real things about the person's life. Not, like, children's book territory.
0: I mean, you probably learn stuff about the pilgrims that weren't true, so...
1: Sure. Um, But I remember I didn't find anything i wanted to do my report on okay at the library that's fair and we had like a 2 weeks to do it or something uh-huh so i went to the public library with my with my parents yeah to look for a book and i was really into the revolutionary war at the time okay i think we were like learning about it in school and you know some people were picking like george washington sure. and
0: alexander hamilton
1: no 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 one cared about him then. Alexander
0: Hamilton. Uh, other people. Isn't like the guy a, who said the thing
1: and then was killed by the British. The famous thing. Uh, Nathan.
0: One if by night, two if by day.
1: Different guy, but that's Paul Revere. Yeah. He was pretty famous. Um,
0: Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shot heard around the world. I'm just remembering things from Schoolhouse Rock at this point. Those
1: are all things from uh, the American Revolutionary War. Yeah. Um, But, you know, people are picking, like, very significant people. But I was really interested in Benedict Arnold. You would be. Because I thought he was a real interesting character. That's fair. And he is an interesting character. And so when I was at the public library with my parents, I was like, maybe they have a biography on Benedict Arnold. So I picked out just like a real <laughs> adult book, just a normal biography <laughs> yeah. about this semi obscure yeah. revolutionary war character that was like 200 and something pages long <laughs> and written for normal adults. Yeah. With n- existing no pictures. right? Like yeah. it was just a normal book about this guy <laughs> and I was seven yeah. and I read it and wrote a report on it. <laughs> Good on you. And I remember it being so hard. Like I, re- <laughs> like I remember, like I've I've always been at least a little bit advanced reading sure. for my age. But this was like it was hard, a huge step. But I was like, <laughs> I'm doing this on Benedict Arnold. And my and my school personal my personal school philosophy did not last this long. Yeah, like it changed into my like lazy don't do homework yeah. state quickly after this but i was like this is hard but i got to power through and i got to do this <laughs> like i picked it and it's hard but i'm going to you
0: know make it work
1: show it to myself that i can accomplish this and i did and then after that i was like fuck homework <laughs>
0: <laughs> made it too hard on yourself
1: yeah but benedict arnold was a pretty cool guy yeah
0: he made those eggs
1: he he made eggs eggs
0: benedict arnold
1: he's not the reason why they're called eggs benedict right
0: i don't know you read the book
1: i don't remember anything <laughs> about eggs in there are there other people named benedict
0: i don't think so i think it was a one-time use name
1: i wouldn't want to call anyone like name my child benedict after him yeah i guess nowadays i guess you can name a kid
0: eggs benedict arnold
1: <laughs> just name your kid egg <laughs>
0: egg middle name benedict
1: like uh <laughs> like arrested development yeah what's her name her her who egg Listen, my brother named his child Mango. I gonna be surprised. Like, Egg is not that far You're off. You're really going
0: to get an Ant on your face. <laughs> you see Jason Bateman agreed to do season five of Arrested Development?
1: I saw that on the internet today.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I am mildly optimistic.
1: I am mildly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm very mild about that. Yeah. Uh, you ought to see... I have... I know you don't watch TV anymore because it's a bit now. <laughs> Um, someone, I don't watch what. Yeah, someone did a recut, chronological cut of season four.
1: Sounds very dull. It's okay. <laughs> it sounds very interesting. Yeah, but uh,
0: but like trying to to make each one be like a coherent story for that episode. Yeah, and like, what if this was not following each character, but following all of the characters in sort of this episodic way? Yeah, um, and like all leading up to like Cinco de Cuatro. Right. Um, and sort of you know from the the boat at the end of season three and sort of like following everything along the
1: way i mean i i liked season four i'm glad it existed yeah i never like i re it's interesting how some things can be spoiled arrested development was something i rewatched regularly yeah i think i'd seen it four times sure before season four came out and the last time was like right before season four came out because i was really excited absolutely then season four came out and i was like cool and how I like don't ever want to watch Arrested Development again.
0: Yeah, I just I just ripped it actually and watched a couple episodes while I was in the process of ripping it to my hard drive. Uh-huh. It's still a good show. It still holds up. If it was on, I'm yeah. sure I
1: would love it and enjoy it. But like, I just don't have that. Like, yeah, like I get the urge to watch Thirty Rock again, right? Yeah. So I'm working through it now. But like, I don't have urges to watch Arrested Development anymore. It's, it's an interesting. It's an interesting space. Just like put out that fire or yeah. something. So like, I'll I will watch a season five because I know I like it mm-hmm. and I'm sure it will be good enough to enjoy. Yeah. But I don't like... I I no longer am going to be, like, excited for it. Yeah. Which sounds sad. You know
0: what I am excited for? Uh, probably unreasonably so. They've announced that they are making a one-hour Invader Zim special. Mm. Uh, and you didn't have Nickelodeon as a child. No. But Invader Zim was, and still is, an absolutely amazing cartoon uh, about... An incompetent alien trying to take over the world, um, but the rest of the world is also incompetent. <laughs> so it's really just a show about incompetence,
1: like Arrested Development.
0: Yeah, you know, in in a weird sort of way, yes. Uh, but no, it was uh, it was created by a guy named Jonan Vasquez, uh, who is a comic artist primarily, and this is the only cartoon he's ever made, but he did comic books, uh, including Johnny the Homicidal Maniac was his most well-known work, which is not for children. No? Not at all. Uh, but Invader Zim was just an amazing piece of work and, and still holds up. I watched some of those recently as well because as I've been ripping all of my stuff, like I'll pull up an episode of something that I've just ripped and watch it. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's an, so there's a, there's a race of aliens called the invaders and they've named themselves that obviously, and they have a lot of unique characteristics. The, the, my favorite characteristic that just describes everything about this entire species, this alien species is they have their entire hierarchy is based on height. Okay. The tallest people are the ones with the most power like the the rulers of this country or this alien nation planet whatever are called the almighty tallest. <laughs> and there are two of them because they are the exact same height.
1: We uh humans loosely do that. Oh mm-hmm. <laughs> well, absolutely. But, but it's but in this it's explicit it's and explicitly and,
0: and Zim is the shortest of all of the aliens. Mm. Uh but he has very very big dreams of being given a planet to conquer. Uh, Because that's how they do They Everyone gets assigned a planet to go, like, take over. Oh, like one alien conquers one planet. Yeah, because they're they're the invaders. They can do that. One alien can take over
1: an entire planet. But he's the lowliest of them.
0: Well, and everybody hates him because he screwed up their last major invasion. Mm. uh, Because he's terrible at what he does. Because he's short. And so they assign him... Like an actual planet that's not actually real. It's just like it was a sticky note somebody put on the board way out in the other end of the universe. Uh, and it's Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and so he comes to Earth. And because he is very short, he blends in by going to school as an elementary schooler. Or maybe middle school. It's never really clear. <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, at most 12. Child school. Yeah, child school. It's called school, S-K-O-O-L. <laughs> um. And he has his robot assistant cool. sounds really cool whose name is uh Gur who is a robot reject as well. They just dumped a bunch of garbage in his head instead of an actual robot brain <laughs> and uh his his costume, his outfit, his disguise is a wig and some contact lenses okay he still has green skin hmm uh but nobody notices except for one kid named Dib. Uh, <laughs> all the names are great. Zim, Dib, Gaz is Dib's sister. Dib. Dib. <laughs> this is uh, my son, Dib. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Dib realizes immediately <laughs> I'm that Zim sorry, is an alien. It's so funny. <laughs> it is. You should watch this show. I will loan you the DVDs. <laughs> I know you don't have a DVD player. It's okay. Um, and it's mostly just a cartoon. Like, each episode, like, is Zim doing a thing and Dib trying to stop him. Right. Uh, but nobody believes Dib because he is a crazy... He's a paranoid. You know, he thinks Bigfoots are real. Mm, okay. And aliens and all these other things. And he's, you know, conspiracy theorist. He just happens to be right about this one particular yeah, alien. this one
1: alien he found, yeah. Uh,
0: and it is... It is still an absolutely amazing TV show, and it lasted for a couple of seasons, uh-huh. um, and it was vastly misunderstood by most of the Nickelodeon audience. Like It was, it was aiming too high for a standard Nickelodeon
1: audience. Yeah. Was there uh, not enough slime? There was almost
0: zero slime. Almost. There was an episode. <laughs> this is the plot of an episode of Invader Zim. Uh, Zim gets a zit on his face. Did the slime come out of it? Uh, no, but it's full of pus. Okay. Uh, and it starts growing like bigger and bigger. Eventually it's the size of his head, mm. um, but just like hanging off the side of his face. Uh, and so he draws with marker a face on it <laughs> <laughs> and puts some clothes hanging off of it and just tells everyone it's his cousin Pastulio. mm. Uh, and like, then he goes to school, and he discovers that Pastulio has hypnotic powers, <laughs> and so he begins using Pastulio to hypnotize all the children, so he can take over the world. Hmm. Um, and other things happen, and eventually Pastulio gets bigger and bigger, and then eventually like bursts. Ugh. So like that's just an episode of Invader Zim.
1: That sounds great. That's kind of like slime. It's kind of like slime.
0: It's it's an amazing show. But they've announced Joan and Vasquez, Joan Vescas announced they're going to do a one hour special uh, oh, nice. of new stuff. Because it definitely it got it like got canceled, not like not like finished its run. Mm. Like there were episodes still being produced. There just were scripts written, cut off in the just middle, cut. And yeah. they actually started in the second season, started like having a storyline and like an overarching plot, and just shut down.
1: Mm. Oh well. Yeah. Got the Firefly treatment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Of a similar time frame as well like that early 2000s.
1: Hmm. Um and the early 2000s were weird.
0: Yeah, they still are.
1: Yeah.
0: Back then they're weird. I, now it's normal.
1: I keep thinking about that like flash animation internet culture in the early 2000s. <laughs> Homestarrunner.com. Homestarrunner was like the nice, fun, enjoyable. Yeah, it was the best part. Pleasant place to hang out and then there was the weird stuff. Yeah. Like the the edgy places like Newgrounds, Newgrounds, yeah, and Albino, and then there was weird stuff, mm-hmm. and God, the internet.
0: Well, back then it just got like passed around from like person to person over AIM.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: up, like up until like stuff like Newsgrounds like existed as a hub,
1: or like talking to your friends about it in school. Yeah, right. Like,
0: like, hey, did you see this thing?
1: Right, because I like I used Aim a little bit, but I wasn't like talking to my friends all the time on Aim. So I was, so I was absolutely
0: talking to my friends all the time on Aim.
1: <laughs> speaking of things being forbidden for yeah. me as a child, like I had technology time limits yeah i had like 30 minutes a day or Whoa. 45 minutes a day where i could spend it on the computer or on a video game
0: yeah console. by like eighth grade i had a computer in my room
1: yeah it took me until i was a junior in high school to have my own laptop mm-hmm. and then i just played runescape a lot yeah <laughs> um eve online oh god no. what um but what was i saying what was I uh, about? Oh, yeah. So, like, these I, like early flash animations. Yeah, you'd go to school and someone would be like, Did you see Salad Fingers yet? And I don't remember Salad Fingers. Salad Fingers was one of the creepy ones. Yeah. It was this weird character named Salad Fingers. I didn't like the creepy ones. And he had weird fingers. Yeah. With salad on them? They didn't? No. No. I don't, they They're were just, just weird. weird fingers. Okay. And he talked weird and said weird things yeah, and everyone right. thought it was funny because you were a middle school boy and yeah. you thought weird, creepy stuff was funny. I mean, was there
0: funny. was, you know, uh, Badger, Badger, Badger. badger like that badger, was another badger. one. Yep. Mushroom, Mushroom.
1: You had fun flash banner advertisements.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, like throw the thing in the guy's mouth.
1: And uh, the monkey. Yeah. Hit spank spank hit, the monkey. Spank the monkey. Yeah. You could really hit that monkey far. You could. Definitely played that. Yeah. Advertising works sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Really works. 15 years later or whatever. Still, or still remember whatever that was. I still remember whatever that was advertising. Yeah. yeah. What was it advertising? I don't know. Because you would click on it and then just play a game. I don't remember it ever taking me anywhere. <laughs>
0: huh. I don't have a good answer for you. I do not remember.
1: Man, their ad dollars worked though because I'm wondering what they were advertising. <laughs> finally paying off you think it was casper i think it was Casper's casper mat- Cas- mattresses Cas- you guys have heard of casper
0: <laughs> this is where we would do an ad read if you needed <laughs> to pay us to
1: oh my god oh the internet yeah it's mostly a bad place now
0: yeah it's definitely gotten that way i i've been watching uh i watch everything is terrible mm-hmm. uh which is one of my favorite youtube channels hands down
1: I think I've seen some of it before.
0: You've you've probably seen at least one or two, but they do, like, uh, it's it's curated snippets and clips of their massive collection of, like, VHS tapes from all sorts of eras. Nice. Uh, But one of my favorite genres of theirs they do is, like, early internet instructional videos. Uh Uh-huh. Like, what is the internet? Or there's one that's, like, internet for kids. Yeah. Like, how do kids use the internet? How, and, like... How to like click on mouses and like how to log on for the first time, yeah, what is logging on <laughs> surf the web are we gonna get wet <laughs> like these like yeah. just just bad then but worse now instructional right.
1: videos have you seen um okay two things two things um are you familiar with and I'm only recently familiar with this uh These YouTube videos, one is a history of Japan and one, a a recent one. I just just watched history of the world of the world. I didn't know this was like a thing, but I guess the history of Japan one was really popular. I guess when it came out last year or something. And then the history of the world one is similar style and much longer. I wasn't
0: that impressed by the history of the world one. I'm, I, it was accurate, but I wasn't like, I was like, why am I watching this? This is like, I don't get, I don't get it.
1: It was kind of funny. A little bit, and I watched the whole thing, but I was mostly impressed that someone like had the dedication to do something in such a dumb style for that long.
0: It's like twenty minutes long, right? Like it must have been
1: (laughs) difficult to write that. Yeah, like to present the history of the world in such a dumb, simplified way. Yeah, but the history of Japan one, I like learned about the history of Japan a little bit. Yeah, the
0: history of the world one didn't really teach me much I didn't know.
1: Yeah, because it's very surface level history um okay thing two speaking of like old internet instruction videos that's what this reminded me of have you okay so
0: here's (laughs) the earth (laughs) yeah is that what you're gonna talk about no okay (laughs)
1: um have you seen uh the youtube video youtube series called computer show no it's by are you familiar with sandwich video no they do advertise real advertisements for like mostly internet products okay uh anytime you've seen an ad for like airbnb or square or any of those like cool quirky ads on on tv on television okay or on the internet yeah uh it's they're made by this company called sandwich video um but they did this they do these videos called computer show okay and it's a perfect mimicry of an 80s public access show about computers that i guess used to actually exist like in the la area or something um
0: i do i do like public access and it
1: looks like you're watching a vhs tape playing yeah um and it's it's amazing in a couple ways Mm -hmm. one it's such a perfect physical mimicry yeah of a thing that's important um two it's just hilarious yeah like it's very funny and like written with some funny jokes and the premise is incredible And the premise is they're actual advertisements like yeah. real companies pay them to make these videos as advertisements for their products huh. and that's why it's funny because one of them is a commercial f- or it's an ad for some HP printer Hmm, and the so you have these people from HP going on Computer Show, yeah. which is a show from the '80s, but they're modern day people talking about a modern, modern day, day c- product, and the so people it's a humorous juxtaposition and the people hosting Computer Show barely even know what '80s computers are, <laughs> and so like right, like you have the people talking about this yeah. modern day product, and
0: they're like, I don't, know and what there's is. never,
1: and there's never an acknowledgement. It's not like, yeah. are you time travelers? Like, it's just played this is weird yeah as if it was real and it's hilarious like they had a couple huh. people one of them was just for reddit okay website reddit and so they yeah. had a couple people come on and try to explain reddit.
0: reddit to these people from the 80s
1: right and the guy was like so what k- button on this keyboard do you put like <laughs> yeah um and the reddit people like one of them like pulls out their phone is like scrolling through a reddit app <laughs> right and it's
0: yeah, it's, that's that's the humorous juxtaposition. Yeah, it's very good. Well we've discussed my my love of uh cooking good.
1: Yes, that's the two ladies who were weird and, yeah, cook things and cook things for Austin Public and Access. Get drunk.
0: They don't do it anymore. The show's ended. Yeah. But uh and I, I definitely like love those things in that aesthetic. Like the the aesthetic of cable access or public access sort of stuff.
1: The aesthetic of producing something with no money. Yeah yeah yeah
0: not unlike unprepared dot com hey dot what co. do you know not dot
1: com dot com don't go to dot com it's a different website homestarrunner.com <laughs> it's dot com <laughs> oh man Homestar Runner was pretty good yeah they're making
0: new videos on the YouTubes that's pretty cool yeah homestarrunner.net <laughs> it's dot com <laughs> that's still a real good joke it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I I definitely love like that that super low budget. I even like the fakes of that. Like, uh, I do not like Tim and Eric. Great show, awesome job, or whatever it's called. Awesome show, great job. Probably close yeah. enough. I don't like Tim and Eric. No, uh, no, but I really like Doctor Brule. Check it out with Doctor Brule.
1: That's a segment on Tim and Eric. Well, it's or- a, it's a spinoff. Like they made oh, it
0: made its, it's, made its own full show. Okay. It was a segment, um, but like that. And it's it's all that public access. Like, this guy got a camera and two people. Yeah. And he has no idea what he's doing.
1: I've never seen an entire episode of Tim and Eric, but any of the pieces of it that I have seen have been very, have made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it's, I never found any of it funny. I get why some people think it's funny. Yeah. But it just makes me feel weird. Like, I'm, it I'm definitely
0: in that realm. Like, yeah. that's Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric doesn't work for me. But the show they produced with uh, Dr. Steve Bruhl. Steve Brule, Check it out. For your health. For your health? For your health. For your health. Today we're going to talk about broats.
1: <laughs> the-
0: you want to go out on the ocean, you need a broat.
1: <laughs> oh, a boat. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's, a, it's all John
0: C. Riley. Is like, that a
1: boat for your bros? Is it bros in a boat? No, it's just what you... Uh, you,
0: you can have a row broat, you can have... <laughs> I I can't even do it justice. Yeah, John C. Riley is. John C. Riley is is perfect. And he created this character. Like this is his work. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just. It like it works. Everything that I dislike about Tim and Eric's great awesome job show. Mm-hmm. Everything I hate about that show, I love about
1: uh Dr. Brule. Um Dr. Steve Brule. The name of Tim and Eric's show. Tim and Show Eric, awesome, great job. Uh-huh. Um, remi- I still don't know. Actually, know what it is.
0: Uh, I think it's Tim <clears> and Eric, <throat> awesome show, great job.
1: Okay, that's bad. Um, it remi- that name reminds me of the name of the rap group, odd that is often shortened to Odd Future.
0: Okay, I don't Do know you- this rap group. Um, what is their full name?
1: The full name is Odd Future. Wolfgang, kill them all.
0: That's a great name.
1: It's a great. It's a great rap group. Yeah, name, and it has some long acronym that. It is also difficult. You can to work say. it out yourself yeah. as
0: homework, kids at home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's worksheets. Yeah. Um. Tyler, the creator, and Frank Ocean came out of. Uh, oh, really? Odd Future. Those yeah. are both famous people. Yeah. Um. And there was others. Sure. Who so
0: they're they're like a a new age uh, Wu Tang. Sure. I um, don't, I don't know if that's an accurate description or not.
1: But the it seems to be a similar connection of words that don't seem like like to flow <laughs> together, but. Uh, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. I think doesn't work well as a TV show, but for some reason, Odd Future Wolfgang Kill Them All. Works better. (laughs) Like sounds great. Like it feels good to say.
0: Odd Future Wolfgang Kill Them All. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel pretty good.
1: It's O-F-W-G. No, the kids at home
0: are doing it for their homework.
1: They should have been finished by now.
0: (laughs) Kids, don't listen to this part until you've finished your homework.
1: W-G- k t a
0: yeah
1: now say it faster than that yeah (laughs) an odd future is a good way to shorten a
0: yeah that's good i do i love love absurdly long names for things Mm. it's one of my favorite sub sub genre of title
1: okay example uh
0: the immediate one that comes to mind is, is again, because these are often shortened.
1: Like Dr. Strangelove?
0: Uh, like Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one that I always think of initially is Marat Saad. Is uh, what it's shortened to. But its full name is The Persecution and Assassination of Jean-Paul Marat as performed by the inmates of the Asylum of Chartenton under the direction of the Marquis de Sade. <laughs>
1: That's the title of a... That's the title of the play. Of a play. Yeah. Um, and it's that long to be funny. Uh,
0: so that particular play is very, very weird. So that is a description of the play. Right. So it is it is the persecution and assassination of Jean-Paul Marat as performed by the inmates of the Asylum of Chardenton under the direction of the Marquis de Sade. So it is a play within a play where it is a, it is presented as a group of inmates in an insane asylum putting on a play about the trial of Jean-Paul Murat.
1: So the title is the...
0: Is the thing.
1: Is the thing that... Okay. Yeah, and That's,
0: it's it's a very weird play also.
1: Those are almost like there's two levels there, but they're very close together, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Uh, So and it's it's like there's a there's a character who's in a bathtub the whole time and like there's it's all sorts of weird things. Uh, And the film is fascinating because they they filmed they made a film of it, Mm -hmm. but they did not change like the production values. (laughs) So like it looks like it's a bunch of people who are in a mental asylum putting on this production of this play. Yeah, Uh, it's it's a fascinating. But yeah, other Hmm. super long titles. There's a TV tropes page for it, of course.
1: Hmm. Um. While you look at that, yeah, uh, I just remembered my f- favorite joke from Doctor Strange. Oh, I would I love think, to hear it. I think Doctor Strange Love is a great movie. Um, the gentleman, there's no fighting in here. This, this is, is the, the war room. room, and that's like a, one of the famous jokes from it. It's a great joke, but it's 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 so it's so good. It's a perfect joke.
0: Yeah. Oh God, I love that movie. Um, man, there are so many. Uh,
1: I had, um, oh, I had a, I was thinking about Dr. Strangelove, Strangelove yeah. recently because of Harry Potter. Yeah. I think in Goblet of Fire, Snape or Karkaroff mm-hmm. have a moment where, um, you learn later it's the, the dark mark on their arm is acting up. Yeah. And there's the moment where, like, one of them, like like, looks at their arm and then like their arm moves and they like grab their arm yeah. and like it looks like they're trying to suppress their arm uh-huh. and, and i immediately thought of dr strangelove in the movie oh because yeah his, his arm is <laughs> his arm is always impulsively trying to yeah do the, the Nazi things. salute, yeah. and he's grabbing his arm and beating his arm down yeah. into oh, his yeah. chair and yeah it's and that, so that immediately made me think like, oh, Snape is like Dr. Strangelove.
0: Yeah. Another good one. Uh, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters.
1: <laughs> movie film for theaters. That one was, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> they didn't throw the word cinema in there. They, no. They cinema. Uh,
0: two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. Uh, these are, these are short, long titles. I'm disappointed. I'm trying to find some really good ones really just like chunky they're
1: they're hitting the um, the effect of it though yeah where you're just like that's too many words for the thing you're trying to say
0: yeah there's there's some good ones out there uh should
1: we give our show a very long title don't tempt me (laughs) Uh, one of our the so our longest episode title yeah um is an old one it's the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil yeah that's a long one which is a a a little bit ridiculously long title yeah
0: it's it's getting there Uh, I'm trying to find other cool ones
1: let me go to novels but Uh, could the could the title of our show be like a uh, like a podcast where Kevin and Jesse sit down and talk to each other and don't prepare any material oh absolutely yeah like that could be a thing
0: uh here's a famous another famous play uh for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough it's a really good play by the way
1: hmm uh I like this too. This is good.
0: I love I love me some long titles. What
1: about just like really short titles though? What about one word?
0: Yeah, I don't care about those as much. No. Those are those are less cool. Uh I love the header image on this TV tropes um, which is not every single long sentence is a song title by Fallout Boy. <laughs> or uh not every single long sentence is a song title by Fallout Boy.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we we go one level deeper. Not every single long sentence is a song titled by Fallout Boy by Panic at the Disco.